Westside Baptist Church in Noonan, Georgia, brings you our weekly podcast. We hope you will be encouraged by our music and a message from the Word of God as we present our Sunday morning and Sunday evening services and our weekly broadcast by Dr. Melvin Payne. We thank you for listening. Let's everybody stand. Let's sing this morning. Stand up and let's sing. I'll fly away. The first sun glad morning when this life is over. I'll fly away to our home on God's last show. You sound like we're getting a bunch up right now. <laughs> Hello. Aren't you glad for the day that we get to leave here and get to go to heaven? Amen. Let's put it that way. Amen. Amen. I'm glad for the day. What a day. Let's sing that song. What a day that will be. Sing it out now. There is coming a day when no heart shall come. No in the sky no more tears to them the eye all this peace forevermore 
Jesus. What a day, a glorious day that will be when he takes me by the hand, singing now. Oh, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. Oh, what a day, glorious day that will be. Aren't you glad about that? Say amen. Amen, amen. Brother It is good to have Brother Willis sitting in over here. Been under the weather a bit, and the old wine's back here with us. Um, a little sickly, out of the hospital this week, and uh, able to sit down here on the front row. And I'm back among the living. Whoa, we. I don't recommend the diet plan, but I lost six pounds, and I needed to lose about six more. So, but I don't want that bug again. That was, uh, that was pretty rough. Uh, but it's good to see all of you at uh, Westside this morning. We've got a lot of choir members out. <laughs> a lot of them that are up here are hacking and coughing and spitting and carrying on. So, uh, we, if, yeah, big <laughs> brother Alton handed me the microphone, and I passed it straight back to William. He took a disinfectant wipe to it so <laughs> for me. So uh, we're not spreading the germ, hopefully, any more than, uh, than what we have to. But it is good to be back in church. Boy, it's, it's hard when you miss a Sunday. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter sick or traveling or whatever. It's, uh, it's tough to miss. Uh, you feel disjointed all week long when you're when you when you miss and you're accustomed to being around God's people uh, pray for us as we sing this morning Alpha and Omega I'm glad for Alpha and Omega that took a, took care of us taking right. care of us and they'll see us through to heaven if you Thank you. 
than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by his new pierced hand than to be
God's so good. Glad to see these young people here heading down to junior church and having a good time there. But uh, the real positive element of the junior church is that those young people are fixing to hear the gospel of Christ. And that means everything to a lost and dying world. Now, folks, last Sunday morning, I was asked to leave and not come back until I got feeling better. Well, I'm on the mend, and uh, I'm taking, uh, I know you're not supposed to do this, but to stay dry, I've been ODing on the decongestants, and one of you ladies called me yesterday, got on to me for not drinking enough water, so I doubled up on Coca-Cola, amen, (laughs) and uh, God's been good, folks, I'm telling you, I, I felt like death warmed over, what I'm about to say, I say to the glory of God, but, uh, you know, we, last Thursday, I believe it was, or Wednesday, no, help me out, folks, when do we uh, have Miss Molly's, it was not this last Wednesday, but it was the previous, thank you, and uh, I got up at four o'clock that morning, and and I uh, went into another room and sat down and just leaned against the wall. And I said, Lord, Lord, if you don't help me, I'm not going to be able to come close to taking part in Miss Molly's home going. And I'm not kidding. When I prayed, I, I really didn't think I was going to be able to make it. But the Lord gave me the strength to get dressed and to get over to the funeral home. And when I got over there, I sat in the car. And I sat in the car. And I sat in the car. The whole time I'm saying, Lord, you got to help me. But it's just amazing how God does just that. And I couldn't hardly walk to the car, but when it came to getting out and going into the facility there, into the chapel, God just gave me strength. He gave me my voice, and every, it just God just anointed me on that day at that moment and moment in time. And I just wanted to uh, to share that with you, not because it was a uh, splitting of the Red Sea, or anything like that, but uh, it was a blessing to me to feel the anointing hand of God touch me for that span of time that I needed his strength. If you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, turn to the book of John. I want to look at chapter 1 just for a few moments. We have, over the four-year period of time, 
we have mentioned the grace of God many times from the pulpit, but as grace being the subject matter, standing alone, it's been over four years since we've dealt with this topic. So I felt I needed to say that because I didn't want you to think I was uh, repeating myself because you always touch on verses you've mentioned prior and so forth. But Lord Jesus, I need you. And Lord, we many people in this room have been under the weather. But Lord, they've come to worship you in song, in tithing offering, in prayer, in the study of your word and in preaching. Father, I pray that you'll anoint this man standing right here at this moment with fresh oil that I can convey to the congregation that which you so graciously gave me. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. In verse 14 of John chapter 1, says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm so glad that the first line of this, this wonderful verse uses the word, word, in capitalized. And if you'll look in your dictionary, and I don't mean your secular dictionary or concordance, I'm making reference to, we'll find that this word, capitalized, means Christ. And so it was Christ was made flesh and dwelled among us. And then we find in verse 15, John bare witness of him, making reference to John the Baptist, and cried, saying, This was he whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. In other words, I may have been born six months before he was, but the truth is, he was before me. And you can go back to the first verse of this chapter, where again, the word, word, is being used as Christ. So it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But when you interpret this thing exactly, it says in the beginning was the Christ, and the Christ was with God, and the Christ was God. And so John the Baptist is saying, hey, I may have landed on this planet physically before the Lord Jesus, but he was before me. And so here's John the Baptist, then he goes on, and of his fullness, well, let me finish reading verse 15. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, 
This, now listen. John didn't just say, excuse me, fellas. This was he whom I spake. But here we see in God's word that he cried. He wept. He was emotional about this thing. And he said, this is he. This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. And those last three words of that verse means for grace heaped upon grace. I want to talk to you just for a moment about this thing called grace. John said that his fullness have all we received and grace heaped on grace. I thank God that God's word is so deep. It's, it's shallow for those that are shallow and need it to be shallow, but then there's layer after layer after layer of God's word. I'm glad that, yes, grace is the word being used here, but this term and grace for grace or grace heaped upon grace also means joy, heaped upon joy. That's it, folks. If you've got God, you've got, as the song says, a joy unspeakable and full of glory. John's saying here that through the grace of God, we have joy heaped upon joy. I want to tell you, as uh, an adult, a man in his middle age that uh, has gone through some things, there's time when there is no joy in my heart. There is no joy in my body or my mind. There's really no joy. Circumstances come along and deteriorate this thing. But deep inside, because we've got this grace heaped upon grace, <clears throat> we've got joy heaped upon joy. Joy, there's a glimmer of joy even in the darkest of our the grace of God. Not only does grace speak of joy, heaped upon joy, but this grace of God, heaped upon the grace of God, also means loving kindness. So all of a sudden, we see the graciousness of God, not only as joy for our souls in the time of need, but also loving kindness heaped upon loving kindness from the very hand of God. I don't know about you, but there's times I need that loving kindness. There's times when my, I feel my back is against the wall. I at times feel like the ground is going to give way beneath me, but there's that loving kindness that is heaped upon loving kindness that is instilled in the heart of every Christian. Not that 
this thing of loving kindness, I'm not saying we display it. I'm saying that God has given it. I'm afraid we do not display loving kindness as we should, that God never fails. Grace, heaped upon grace. You know what it also means? Favor. Favor. God has given us favor, heaped upon favor. He could have walked right by. He could have walked right by Calvary's heel. Walked right by the cross. Looked up and said, not me. Not this fella. I've got my place. It's sitting up here on the right hand of the Father on the throne. Streets of gold, gates of pearl. I've got my place. I owe nobody anything. Not this fella. I'm going home. He could have called on 10,000 angels. Then he would have led them home. Amen. They wouldn't have carried him. He would have carried them. I'm talking about a God that showed favor. That didn't just walk by Golgotha Hill. But he climbed it. Not only did he not walk by the cross. <clears throat> but he climbed it. Not only did he hang there, but he bled there. Not only did he bleed there, but he gave up the ghost there. I'm saying that we found favor upon favor through the grace of God. And then also, I want to say this. <clears throat> we find grace, I'm sorry, pleasure heaped upon pleasure when we understand and receive the grace that God has given us. I mean what I'm about to say from the bottom of my heart. Two Sundays ago, I texted or reminded everybody, and I said, man, I'm excited. I got to tell you, I was so excited. Waiting, I couldn't wait for church today. I take great pleasure <clears throat> in worshiping the Lord. I want to tell you something else. I take great pleasure in worshiping the Lord with you. Don't get me wrong. There's Christians elsewhere that I love very much. But forgive me, they're not West Side. You see, there's great pleasure in worshiping with you. There's great pleasure in worshiping, with, worshiping the Lord. There's a video out, <clears throat> and it is of a ZR1, ZR1 Camaro, 600 billion horsepower. <clears throat> and they're on a racetrack, and they video this thing. It's a, I don't, I don't know if it's a track of Nuremberg, but it's 12.9 miles, this racetrack. It's in Europe. And they took this Camaro out there. And folks, in seven minutes, they went around that track with a top speed of 173 miles an hour. And you YouTube that sucker and put it on the big screen and sit there with your popcorn for seven minutes. You talking about an adrenaline rush. I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm not kidding you. I've watched that thing a hundred times, and I... 
get just as much joy watching that thing the 101th time as I did the first time. I called, text Brother Ricky. I said, Brother Ricky, man, you got to see this video. It'll leave you shaking. I'm telling you, I love it. I really am a speed, I'm not now because I drive a Hyundai, okay? <clears throat> but I've been a speed junkie when I was younger, the Mustang GTs and the five speeds and the 302 bosses and posi traction rear end and partial racing. Forgive me, folks, but I'm just, I love it. But I got to tell you, I wouldn't give you a red penny for that if I had to trade it for this. There's a pleasure in the soul. There's pleasure heaped on pleasure for the Christian that has experienced the graciousness heaped upon the graciousness of God. I like this. The delight. <laughs> the word also means delight heaped upon delight. I tell you, folks, I'm just delighted to be with you this morning. <clears throat> I didn't know if I was going to make it. And so Lisa started giving me stuff, and church people started sending me stuff, and I don't know what I've taken. <clears throat> but I think I'm seeing things. <clears throat> but nevertheless, I'm here. And I'm glad it, it's a delight to be in the house of God. I want to say it's been a delight over the last weeks to minister to the families of this church, either in sickness or worse. It's been a delight. It's been a thrill to my heart, my soul, just that God would allow me, me, to minister to anyone. I'm telling you. That only comes because there's grace heaped upon grace on this old boy. And I don't have the market corner west side. You've got grace heaped upon grace. And then I like the last definition I'll use is sweetness. This thing of grace being heaped upon grace also means sweetness, heap upon sweetness. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are always sweet. It's talking about enjoying the sweetness of God's graciousness. The whole song, I hope I can remember some of the lyrics. Tis so sweet. To trust in Jesus. You like that? Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Is that it? Just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, listen, precious, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. 
I'm talking about grace. Heat upon grace. This morning, if you can hear the sound of my words, hit your little eardrums. Do you know Jesus is your Savior? Have you stopped long enough to receive this wonderful grace that I'm talking about? Have you ever recognized the fact that outside of Jesus Christ, you're lost and on your way to hell? Outside of Jesus Christ, you're damned forever and forever. But it's by the grace, it's by His grace that we're saved. And He didn't just leave it there. I got to tell you something. He spilled out that grace that we could be saved. And then we jump into the middle of that grace, enjoy that salvation. Then he walks up one more time and dumps another load on you. And he says, this ain't temporary. It's forever. <laughs> Amen. I'm talking about, hey, it's a delight to be heaped upon grace, the grace of God. Do you know him this morning? Christians, are you enjoying the grace that God's bestowed upon you? Are you, do you have that joy, that flicker of light in the bottom of your soul in every circumstance? Are you enjoying the loving kindness of God? Have you appreciated the favor that God has bestowed upon us, not just once, but twice? Favor in that, he died for us. Favor in that, he received you unto himself. Oh, church, can't you just enjoy the pleasures of the Christian walk? Why? Because you've got grace heaped upon grace. Come on, folks. What about that delight in your heart? Delight in your spirit is because you've got grace heaped upon grace. Oh, it's sweet. Oh, God is sweet. His servant is sweet. His worship is sweet. Reading the Word of God is sweet. Time in prayer with Him is sweet. Oh, Christians, are you just taking advantage of the grace that's been heaped upon grace in your life? Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you'll deal with hearts accordingly. I ask, Father, if there's one here right now that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, I trust that you'll convict their heart. Show them, Lord, that they need you as their Savior. Show them, O oh Christ, that they're sinners that need this grace heaped upon them, that they can know you as their Savior. We ask this, O oh God, that these that are lost will be saved today. As the old preacher prays so many times, O oh God, Oliver B. Green, he said, Lord, Save the sinner nearest hell. And heavenly Jesus, we ask that you'll do that today. Rejuvenate the Christian and save the sinner. In Jesus' name I pray. As we play, as we sing, let's stand. I've given the invitation. You do with it what you will.
as we sing. The altar's open. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Yes. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Yes. Just to know thus said the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him.